0: It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bill's Wire editor, Nick Woten. Yeah, well, we got some stuff to work on. Um, (laughs) No, we we really do, and uh, you know, myself, just trying to find uh, a rhythm early on. Um, But hats off to our guys up front uh, and our running backs for, um, establishing a run game early. That that helps us out so much. They did a hell of a job, you know, protecting all day. and again, our our guys made some plays, and to feel the way we feel, um, knowing we could have played better, winning thirty five to zero, you know, I think that's a good problem to have. Well, there is Josh Allen in his post game, Nick, and and I, I just thought that was hilarious. Like Josh Allen sitting there, he gets the. Uh He gets the first question. The reporter kind of says, you know, it seems like there's still plenty to work on. And Josh kind of agrees with him and goes, yeah, there is plenty to work on. And then everybody just starts cracking up in unison. It was almost like a (laughs) laugh track that you'd see on, like, a bad sitcom or something. And Josh is sitting there like, no, a-holes, I'm not joking. I'm serious. we got stuff to work on. I thought that was hilarious
1: behind the scenes look here at uh, the bills wire podcast i muted myself because i knew it was coming so i didn't want to i didn't want to join in on the laughter. <laughs> seriously it
0: it's like a laugh track so, it really was
1: yeah yeah it was it was it was comical but it was almost like i, I part laughed because it was kind of like uh <laughs> you know they're so scripted you know uh with how much pr is drilled into these guy and to these guys and sean mcdermott and whatnot and it was just like in that one instance it was almost like Come on, man. Read the room. You just beat the 35 nothing. Like, at least preface that with a little more. I get why they laughed, but at the same time, I understood where he was going with it, you know? Yeah. It, was no, just, it, it was did great. make me laugh on a couple different levels, well, for sure.
0: You know that they don't give the media anything because, you know, there was one point in the press conference where Josh Allen uh, divulges that they put in a couple plays late, like right before the game, probably in a walkthrough, and it, there was like all of a sudden they got peppered uh, with questions. Josh and his... uh his presser mate, Dion Dawkins, which I thought that was, that was great too. Dion sitting there next to Josh Allen, Josh Allen's getting all the questions. and then Everyone's got to throw in a couple for Dion Dawkins who's sitting next to him. And it's like, Dion, I love you. mean it, but wh- why are you out here next to Josh Allen in the game presser? Like we're not trying to do a lot of stuff on the O-line here. That's thought. yeah, it yeah. was more interesting than the 35 nothing game.
1: Yeah. Like I said to you, uh, you know, uh, off air here, Ryan, I think that that's some COVID protocol that they're doing yeah. is why. Cause, cause also, like I said, they had Zach Moss, the running back, with Greg Rousseau, the pass rusher. She's like, huh? Why are they interviewing together? You
0: know, <laughs> you know I think looking at the game, Nick, uh, the story is the defense and the strong defensive start. And they just dominated six. And it was, and, you know, really, it was the pass rush, right? Six sacks. They hit the quarterback 11 times, forced three turnovers, stopped him on fourth down four times. You get a shutout, which you never see in today's NFL, a shutout. 35 oh, yeah. nothing. Now, I think it helped that Jacoby Brissett threw 40 passes. <laughs> that is going to help your game plan defensively. But, you know, the rookie, Gregory Rousseau, gets a couple sacks. A.J. Epinesa was uh, awesome. Nine quarterback pressures. He was all over them. Star Latulia was back. He was just pushing the pile. I mean, go down the list. I mean, the Bills were really good on D, good in coverage, and the pass rush was awesome. And I think this is what the Bills envisioned in the off season when they were really trying to address that part of their team. Right. I mean, the defense so far for two weeks are the story of the team. You know, they're, they're, they're playing well.
1: Yeah. I, I totally agree with you there, Ryan. And it was such a weird, weird Sunday in general for me. Uh, I started the day off watching my favorite soccer team, Tottenham Hotspur, and they lost three, nothing. They played from 1130 to just before one, it was three, nothing. So I, I perfect, perfect for me. Cause I got to turn off that garbage and put on the bills. Right. You know, I'm done, <laughs> sure. done watching my yep. team lose three, <laughs> nothing. But weirdly enough, they lost 3 nothing. but there they was like positives to be found, right? People didn't feel horrible, like a 3 nothing. And then the Bills game happened, and they win 35-0, to and they're still kind of like that, like, eh, but, you know, it was the defense. It wasn't the offense. It was just like such a mixture of weirdness for me in that game because then on top of that, 35 nothing, the offense scored all five touchdowns. There was no defensive touchdowns. It wasn't Isaiah McKenzie taking one of the house. It was all Josh Allen, but – Shout out! Shout out to the Bills defense, like you said. I mean, the, the the list goes on and on, and it's really all over the all over the defensive line. You're going to hear the names: Greg Rousseau, AJ Vanessa, Star Latulier, even Justin Zimmer, uh, kind of undrafted guy who bounced around the league. Bills love him. He got his his strong play. Harrison Phillips was a healthy scratch. Uh, and you even look elsewhere on the defense. Matt oh, Matt Milano got in on a sack. He was all over the place. Taron Johnson got in on a sack. He was a slot cornerback. Couple of passes defended. You know,
0: tone I mean, setter. His sack was. You know.
1: Oh yeah. Or boom right away. Right right off the right off the bat in the beginning. This team was just. I mean, it, it's it's honestly it's difficult to to go. I get my box scores from ESPN. I'm so used to the setup. You know, you get, get used to what you do. Kind of like in fantasy football, people either love ESPN or Yahoo because they get like with the setup. They're used to the setup. I'm used yep. to ESPN's setup for the box score. It's hard to go down the list here of the Bills defenders and find a guy who doesn't either have a sack or a tackle for for loss. Basically, yeah, that's how good the Bills were on defense.
0: There's no doubt about it. It it, it is. It's a great point. I mean, 35 nothing win, and you do you felt like the offense scored three points and the defense won the game right it is it's a great point so the Dolphins ran 70 plays to Buffalo 64 so if you could believe that in a 35 nothing Buffalo win Buffalo ran six less plays in the game it's just hard to believe how that works out somehow that's how the box score worked out uh but I did have one thing I wanted to get into the only Bills fans not happy with this win are probably Josh Allen's fantasy owners Nick and you know yeah. Maybe that's a good maybe that's a good little segue into our next segment. So let's let Corey Bonini of Thehuddle.com give us his plays of the week, and then we'll come back and talk about Josh Allen and if we should be concerned about his modest stat lines, to say the least. We'll do that coming up next.
2: This is the typical sports fantasy minute. Let's make this interesting.
3: Interesting. 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 Corey Bonini of Thehuddle.com here to talk to you about fantasy football strong plays for week number three. New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones versus the Atlanta Falcons. Jaquan Barkley saw a little more action in week two, but he still isn't 100% yet. Jones' ability to run the ball brings an added bonus to fantasy, and it never hurts to see him face the worst defense of his position. Atlanta has given up eight touchdowns in two games to quarterbacks through the air without picking off a path. Jones has the weaponry, and it'll be really surprising if he doesn't approach 275 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Baltimore Ravens running back Tyson Williams takes on the Detroit Lions on the road. This is the worst defense of the position, and even excluding Aaron Jones' three receiving touchdowns, since that's not really Williams' game, we still have one of the easiest matchups of the week. After kind of disappearing in the second half of Week 1, Williams remained involved in last week's game, and he finished with 93 yards of total offense on his 15 touches. While Lamar Jackson is always a threat to steal a touchdown, Williams has a really good shot at getting into the end zone. Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Jalen Rager at the Dallas Cowboys. A strong week one, and then he disappeared a little bit last week. But this matchup is ideal. Dallas doesn't have a great pass rush, it's weak on the back end, quarterback Jalen Hurts will have time to go through his reads, and even if he doesn't, he's so dangerous on the run in the scramble drill, which benefits the downfield Rager. Philadelphia could be asked to pass more than usual in this one. Dallas has given up the third most yards to wide receivers through two games, and one out of every less than 11 completions is actually a touchdown by wide receivers. Let's go back and pick on the Detroit Lions a little bit more. Normally I avoid household names, but tight end Mark Andrews has been in kind of a slump. Fantasy gamers may start to get restless if he doesn't find the end zone soon. He's not scored in his last six appearances, including last year's postseason, and Andrews has a mere two touchdown catches over his last 13 outings. While it's easy to understand the frustration, especially in non-PPR scoring, Andrews shouldn't leave lineups just yet. Detroit has permitted only seven catches through two games to tight ends, but the 130 yards Generated ranks 10th, and one touchdown against came last week from Robert Tunyon. Lock the veteran tight end in for one more week. For more award winning fantasy news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com.
2: Four seven zero zero in Colorado.
0: All right, Nick. As I said, going into the break, Josh Allen. If you draft him in fantasy, you're not too happy right now, right? Um, you know, according to my app, he's number 19 right now among quarterbacks in terms of his stats, right? So, he, you know, he's behind one of my other football man crushes. You know, you, you'd be surprised if there's anyone that I man crush on harder than Josh Allen, but it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's ahead of Josh Allen in fantasy right now. Tyrod Taylor, who got knocked out of the Texans' Week 2 loss, an old Buffalo friend, he's ahead of Josh Allen in fantasy stats. Like, Josh Allen's way down the list, and, uh, you know, as a Josh Allen stan... I can't fathom a line like 179 yards passing, two touchdowns a pick, and only 35 rush yards against the Dolphins in a 35 nothing win. I mean, Josh Allen, as you said last week, always torches the Dolphins. This is back-to-back games where Josh Allen doesn't put that stat line out there that we're used to, and he's coming off the big contract, and you got to think that the fan base a little bit is getting a little uneasy. Why isn't Josh Allen looking as dominant as he was at the end of last year? Are you worried at all about him?
1: uh josh himself i'm not too worried about but the offensive line may be a little bit again another oddity in this game uh ryan one sack given up i think it was Daryl williams gave up this the only sack and of course we saw that week one game with the steelers just were way too much to handle their front four is great uh led by tj watt there but uh be- reading between the lines take it with your grain of salt pro football focus they kind of didn't give very reviews to the bills offensive line. Once again, uh, according to PFS, you know, stats again, everyone, everyone loves PFF. When they see Josh Allen's MVP. Everyone hates him when they say he missed a receiver. <laughs> we know how it goes, yep. but uh, they credited the bills offensive line with uh, t- 12 total pressures on Allen, which not great. Not, you know, you don't really want to see that many pressures. Um, something below <laughs> double tickets would be nice. Yes. Uh, but you know they only got to him once in Allen's mobile and whatnot. He usually makes better of that. But you know it's just it was such a weird game. It's really hard to take much from from it offensively from Josh Allen. But yeah, that offensive line again to me is just that's probably where I lie more my question marks than with Allen because you know Allen's pretty good under pressure uh, as opposed to we saw Week One when he when he did have time and they weren't sending anybody to the Steelers. But yeah, it's 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 still very early. We'll see these these divisional games. You know. Uh, it's it's they can go either way. We we've seen it so many times, especially for the longest time when that guy Tom Brady was there. It was you, you saw some crazy things in New England when Miami came to town randomly when Miami came to, to town, even when they weren't very good. So you see crazy things in the division. Next week we have the Washington football team, which I know we're going to get to, Ryan. But if my my I would say if, if something next week doesn't look better from Allen, and I this is not anything against Washington, but it's been three games then where Allen kind of if he hypothetically doesn't look good then then maybe a little bit uh, my my antennas are peaking up so far not not all the way
0: yeah I'm with you I mean I think any quarterback when he's under pressure is gonna not play his best right I mean that goes for Patrick Mahomes that goes for Tom Brady that goes for all these guys uh and, oh and by the way Tom Brady over in Tampa he's he's still throwing touchdown passes as we speak I think he just hit Gronk for another one <laughs> so th- we got to try not to bring up yeah Brady. did you that's, see that's the pain. uh nothing. that's straight pain for me
1: did you see the stat from uh, our, our friend Doug Ferrer over at Touchdown uh, Wire? I did. It was uh, tremendous. Tom Brady, yeah, crazy. Um, I won't say names, but someone else tried to steal it. But our friend John from Broncos Wire wouldn't let it happen. Go look at John's Twitter feed. <laughs> I called the guy out for read, read in, uh, reading reading uh, Doug's story of that stat. Uh, the stat being that Tom Brady, I think it's like 14 touchdown passes away from having more in this – 40s than in his 20s yeah Luke already is, and he's only 44 which is, Rick is yeah. insane right yeah, like it's incredible.
0: think about that no it, but. It, it's incredible But for me I'm I'm willing to bet on Josh Allen getting this thing right and the bills getting this thing right on offense I know it's been painful if you spend a second or third round pick on Josh Allen in your fantasy league or whatever whatever it took to get him it took a it took a significant draft pick I think I think he went early second round in my 14 team league uh, yeah. but for me I mean I wanted him I just didn't have the draft spot to get him and he went too early but I got Russell Wilson yes. in my league, and I'm like, should I try? Just like, should I try? Should I try to like offer Russell Wilson for Josh Allen and see if someone wants to get silly and trade him to me? Like, maybe someone's down on Josh Allen after these two poor games, and he becomes a by located. I don't know if people would actually get rid of Josh Allen right now if they if they picked him, but maybe you could find a disgruntled Josh Allen fantasy owner and. You know, should I trade Russell Wilson for Josh Allen? Is that a good idea, Nick? What do you think? Like, I don't know. Uh, it, about it, it could
1: be. It, here, the, here's the thing, too, is, is what I neglected to mention as well. Those twelve pressures that comes on the offensive line. Miami also has a very good secondary,
0: too. They do. Yeah, that's their only strength, right? That's the that's their team.
1: Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but on top of that, Washington coming in, they they're I know our our Washington wire is a little bit down on their pass rush so far, but they do have a, still a pretty intimidating front four there um, definitely it, it, so it, it, that might cause some problems next week after that once the houston texans come to town if josh allen does have struggles uh-huh. then i will be leading the alarm bells so <laughs> yeah if that if that happens four straight games if he's he doesn't he hasn't had a, a breakout 300 yard game and that was actually a big thing early in allen's career he couldn't get 300 yards then last year he he, he kind of did it with ease but you know they do have another tough front four next this upcoming week but yeah, Allen. A little bit too soon, I think. Uh, again, it's it's so hard for me to just hate on him when they won thirty five to nothing. They, we yeah, gotta exactly. come back. We gotta we gotta come back around to that. They won thirty five to nothing.
0: Well, that's a great point, point. <laughs> mean, and that's that's where I was going next. Like, it, yeah, for fantasy purposes, it's so we, weird, we, right? Yeah, fantasy people are mad at Josh Allen, but the real yeah. life Buffalo Bills are probably happy that Devin Singletary and Zach Moss helped them win a football game against Miami in the defense. Right, that's a good thing because. You know, you don't want the passing game to be the only thing that helps you win games. Like, it's good to have Devin Singletary scoring on a 40-plus run play. It's good to have Zach Moss come back from – it's not good for him to lose the fumble, but it's good for him to not get benched, you know, have the coaches show enough confidence in him, and for him to do those two, like, you know, flex manly runs, those touchdown runs there to help seal it. Or it was probably already over at halftime, but you know what I'm saying. Zach Moss got in there, flexed a little bit. It's good to win a game with some defense and a couple of you know with the running backs too. Like that's that's not a bad thing to have in your pocket. That's a good thing for the real life Buffalo Bills.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Sorry, I mean you know beggars can't be choosers in Buffalo. I'm sorry if you're part of my one. I have one. I'm in three fantasy leagues. One of them very heavy Bills fans. So I think Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs both were legitimately first round picks because they're Bills fans. And I know they're probably upset about that right now, but you know. <laughs> In all fairness, I'm I'm one for five in my fantasy league so far. Two oh God, weeks my three legs. Yeah, <laughs> not, I, I, mentioned,
0: I mentioned my team, and I'm owing two. I have played the team that scored the most points both weeks, but um, no, I can't I can't even use that as an excuse. I'm a legit owing two right now, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanted to mention the AFC East because that's something that Josh Allen mentioned. You actually mentioned it too on some of your commentary, and then Allen mentioned it in the in the post game. And you know, the Bills went six and zero against the the AFC East, and while they were beating the hell out of the uh, Dolphins this past week, I was trying to stay awake watching the Patriots Jets game. Zach Wilson <laughs> threw you know threw four interceptions. His first two pass attempts of the game were picked off by the Patriots, and they weren't even doing anything exotic at all. They were just you know getting a little bit of pressure on him, and he would freak out and throw an interception i don't do not know what the jets are doing with their coaches and how they're bringing along zach wilson or if he's even ready but oh my god he looked terrible. it was like the worst game i've ever seen a quarterback play uh against the pats and then the patriots have the training wheels on mac jones on their end they're barely letting him throw they're running the ball kicking field goals with nick folk like uh, i don't think any of these teams in the afc east are anywhere close to challenging the bills and uh that's gonna be huge right when the Bills. Have, you know, those back-to-back night games against Kansas City and the Titans coming up and you got, you still got Tampa Bay on the road. So the Bills got, they got to stack these AFC East wins. I think that's where, where we're at. And I think this 35 nothing blowout win over the Dolphins, predictable. We kind of expected it last week. We called it a, a get right spot. We said they might hang 56 on them. Not quite 56, but yeah, uh, it was that kind of game, right? You could just smell it coming. And again, I know Jacoby Brissett playing most of the game helped, but uh the bills were going to blow out Miami, no matter what.
1: Yeah, they, they have their number. Uh, we discussed my horrible endings to my parlays, and I was just so <laughs> I was so. Guess I, I usually don't pick the bills. I picked them in both a parlay that that part worked out, and I picked them in my Survivor League because I had lost <laughs> my first week in my Survivor League, and I'm allowed to buy back in once. So I'm like, all right, let's just make sure I don't lose again, at least back to back. You know, that's 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 a little too embarrassing. So I'm like. Bills over Dolphins, guaranteed W.
0: That so. minus three and a half line <laughs> for the Bills this week was just e- – it was so – was such a slam dunk.
1: Yeah. Minus three
0: and yeah. a half. I mean, that was an easy one. So I
1: hate to – I usually hate to see that half. It, it really, at any point, I just hate that half. But, it just, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. but I, it's too easy. At least it's we can easy.
0: say – at least we could sit here with confidence and say we told the people on the podcast to pick the Bills at minus three and a half. We weren't sure yeah. about the over-under. I don't think we we were we, – we said we, do, we weren't sure Miami could score – But I don't think we, like, really strongly push for the under, but we definitely push for the spread at at the Bills minus 3.5. So let's get into the spread against Washington. I think it's an interesting line, the Bills at home against the football team. Let's do that here coming up next. But first, our friends from the Sportsbook Wire have their play of the week.
2: This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. Hello, I'm Esther McLaren of Bet slipman Podcast and Sportsbookwire.com here with my colleague Jeff Clark to break down the week three Monday night football game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles are plus 3.5 road underdogs, minus 110 odds. I love that bet. It's one of my favorites of the week. Jalen Hurts, his mobility is going to be able to exploit that Dallas Cowboys defense that is without defensive end to Marcus Lawrence for the second straight week. It held up for the Dallas last week against the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Hurts can exploit it. And that Philadelphia defense through two weeks has been fantastic. I like them to keep this within a field goal on the road. Jeff?
3: Yeah, I'm going to follow you on this one. Also take the Eagles plus three and a half on the road in Monday Night Football. Because of the defense, their defensive line is going to make it really tough for an albeit a great Dallas offensive line, but the Eagles are first in points per play on the defensive end, and I think their defense is going to do enough to keep this game close, plus Jalen Hurts is a gamer. Go with the Eagles, plus three and a half.
2: That was your typical sportsbook minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. one 522 4700 in Colorado.
0: All right, Nick. Bills open as an eight and a half point home favorite against Taylor Heineke and the football team. Bills are monster money line favorites this week against uh, the football team. Minus 420. And my question to you is, uh, do you think eight and a half is too many points? Because my crystal ball says right now, I think it might be too much. I think we're not giving enough respect to the football team.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a risky play because you kind of don't know what they're gonna what, how they're gonna respond on offense to not having Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now you have Taylor Heineke. I yeah. mean, I, I know he. I guess sometimes you kind of get. I don't want to say a spark. It wasn't like anyone was happy to see Fitzpatrick go down, but uh, you know Heineke's kind of done that in the past for them. Could come in out of nowhere and perform. So there's kind of like that little bit of faith. Like, okay, here we go. We can still do this. And it worked out last week, but now I'm nervous about eight and a half. I thought I, I already wrote it up uh, on Bills Wire, and they're the, they have the second largest spread uh, this week over, of course, the Broncos, who are surprisingly two and zero. Oh and they're hosting the Jets. Man, first off, what a cupcake schedule.
0: Oh, that's here. what I was going to so, say. I was going <laughs> to cut you off and say it's not surprising when you play Giants, Jags, and then Jets. Yeah,
1: I guess just popped in my head because then I, I power rankings over at the touchdown wire. I moved Broncos up. You know, I'm okay.
0: Yeah, don't, not too I high. Not too high, Nick. You know, you. We don't know how good they are yet.
1: I only got him up like a spot or two, and I was like, in my explanation, I was like, "Well, they have to beat someone that's not the the of or the jaguars." You sound like, you on. sound
0: like me talking to John Heath of the Broncos wire earlier today. That's what I was doing. I'm yeah. like, hey,
1: let's let's let's
0: calm down on the Broncos and like let's not make plans for that bye week in the playoffs quite yet, Broncos. Players, yeah, right? yeah, like, let's, it, let's go easy.
1: Exactly, exactly. But on the Bills, eight and a half, I'm tough. I can see them winning touchdown, but again, I kind of preface it before on our last segment, Ryan, is that that defensive line, I, I. I know that I, after speaking to uh, you know Washington Football Wire, that they haven't been super sold on their defensive line this year. But it's almost like you know you hear the Bills laid that dud in Week One, Miami, perfect get-right game. Well, is this a get-right game for the Washington Football Team's front four? I mean, you got Chase Young, you got Montez Sweat, you got some good players on that defensive line, and the Bills have. I don't know. Darrell Williams has have have a little to be desired at right tackle. He had, he had that bounce back uh, year last year with the Bills. I don't, I'm not saying bench him at all. I'm just saying he wasn't, he was like at a, a pro bowl level last year. He was great. Dion, again, we talked before he had that battle with COVID. I, I, I'd say he's probably more in football shape now, but still, we're only still a couple weeks from that. I mean, he's in the hospital for four days. I, I haven't, you know, thankfully knock on wood, I won't be in the hospital for four days anytime soon, but I don't think I'd be taking reps in an NFL game multiple weeks in a row after that myself. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so that combined with that pass rush and eight and a half, ooh, I'm 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 not 100% sold. I can see it happening, but I can also see a situation where the Bills win by you know touchdown easy. But
0: yeah, yeah you know, I, mean, not- I mean if the Bills blow out Washington, I think. I think that means the offense is back, right? The offense is back firing yes. on all cylinders because I like I know. I know the football team did get lit up by Daniel Jones on Thursday night. And Daniel Jones ran all over them, too, right? Like so yeah. you want to tell me that Josh Allen will will pull a Daniel Jones and be able to run away from Chase Young in that defensive front. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I could I could see that happening. But I just think, you know, it's a little bit of a disrespectful line for Washington. This is a team that was in the playoffs last year, right? They got one of the best Young receivers in the game And Terry McLaurin Like
1: he is awesome Oh yeah He's, he's oh, he, I love him on my fantasy team oh, I'll tell you is, what <laughs> He is He is sick
0: And Yeah know, he's very got, good They got a great running back Antonio Gibson They got this Taylor Heineke kid Who comes in And just makes plays Right like he just like Wow this kid can play uh, and you know I mean he,
1: he did play good against uh who's that other quarterback in the playoffs last year oh yeah Tom Brady He played yeah, pretty yeah. good yeah, against he those did guys he, last he year tried for
0: a while. he tried to he tried to end that thing early that would have been a storyline uh but no we know how that ended Nick don't don't make me bring that up let's not rehab class, <laughs> and, you know you want me to go into what how that ended three road wins for Tom Brady oh man oh my god okay anyway we get back <laughs> on track here um you know I think and in, in, again Washington Maybe they've struggled a little bit. Definitely struggle. I mean, I don't think any team has given up 29 points to the Giants in years. The Giants can't score that many points. So it was, like, amazing that the Giants scored that many points. Uh, and Washington gave it up. But they have a good defense, right? They have, one of the, they have a lot of good players on D. And I just think – I do like the Bills to win this thing, but I just think 8.5, too rich for my blood. I think I would lean Washington's way at that number. Uh, but I think the total at 45.5, I feel – just like last week, I felt way more comfortable in the Bills' spread against Miami than I did the total. I feel comfortable going over here. 45-and-a-half is the line on the typical Sportsbook app. And I think if Washington could get up near 60 points in a game with the Giants, who, again, can't score. Uh, you know they, they barely ever score 20 points, the Giants. Uh, I think they could put up a fight, score a few on the Bills. Maybe the Bills get their offense cooking a little bit, and we could get over forty-five and a half. So I, I like the uh, over in this game. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. For yeah, that's, that's kind of low. I, I comparatively, I know the uh, reason why I'm I'm a little uh, hesitant on the plus eight and a half is right now it's as we mentioned before, it's the second biggest spread of the entire week in the league. So I'm like, okay. Uh, it's that's pretty that's pretty hefty for the bills who who their offense wasn't really cooking last week so it's you know you got your hesitancies there but yeah I, I if I had to pick I might go with you ryan because I think I can see Heineke getting a couple points he just he's just he's not I'm not gonna say he's a baller or anything like that but he just finds a way to get a couple points and then yeah if the bills get a little bit better effort out of their offense yeah I can I can see it happening i think the one thing the Bills kind of have going for them is that they did establish a little bit of a complimentary offense last week while Allen didn't go off and go crazy. We had three touchdowns on the ground, which yep. Yep. can't be mad about that, can we? I mean, no, no, it.
0: that's that's a good development. That's a positive development for the, for the team.
1: And I, I don't mean to brag, but someone here wrote that the sleeper. To fantasy football with Zach Moss.
0: Oh, well, you've, been, had... you've been saying that for weeks, so it had to come true eventually.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, I can't drop him yet. Now, I did, can't you drop him. Him? I did you start him? Did you start him? Uh, when he was I did not, I did not start him. Of <laughs> okay. course, of course, <laughs> I didn't start him. Come on, what do you think? I'm that smart? You get, get, smart? You get
0: <laughs> half credit. You get half credit. <laughs>
1: yeah, come on. You know I'm not that smart. Don't don't, <laughs> don't play me like that. <laughs> Sound
0: like me making predictions on the spread and then betting the other side and losing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I personally, I would probably go another game on, on the spread. And if, if if you're making me pick one, yeah, that's kind of Kind of a low number for the over/under, and I'm with you there.
0: Yeah, I feel it. Forty-five and a half does feel a little too low for two teams that have stars on offense. Both teams, especially the Bills, be nice to get uh, Stephon Diggs and and some of these guys. You know, Josh Allen. Some of the, get some of these guys rolling a little bit. It'd be, that'd be nice to see this week. No, no time like this week, right? Right, Nick, at home against the Washington <laughs> football team. Let's let's get fired up.
1: Bare minimum, the Bills put up 35 last week and looked looked pretty bad. And so if they look a little bit better, maybe you're getting into the 40s there for the Bills alone. Then you're already pushing that, right? Mm-hmm. The, only, the yeah. last two times the Bills had shutouts on the road, unless there's a midweek trade where Jacoby Brissett is the other quarterback, because the last time that the Bills had a shutout on the road, it was in Gillette Stadium, like 19 to nothing, like a really awkward scoreline or something like that. It was their first, I think, maybe win in a long time at Gillette. I remember like two, three years ago. Uh, yeah, so Jacoby Brissett is not playing for the Washington Football Team at this time, so they will score some kind of points. So right there, I mean, they, they not, I'm convinced. I'm uh, once again speaking, speaking your your uh, your your bet, Ryan, into my own head. Be now, careful I'm with thinking, that. Be careful doing that.
0: To, Trust me, you don't I, want to see my uh, win-loss record.
1: I know. I'm convincing myself. I'm yeah. convincing myself yeah. right now. Jacoby Brissett isn't on the Washington Football Team, so there's there's a sign. They'll score some points. <laughs>
0: I love it. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look at my fantasy app and see if I should. If if, see if I can pull off a buy low trade for Josh Allen. That's my new game plan here for to turn around my 0 and two season in fantasy. So that's (laughs) where I'm at. Let's see. Let's let's see. Like maybe that could coincide with the Bills firing up on offense and Josh Allen getting going. So uh, should be fun. Bills football team. Nick and I will be back next week to break it all down. Uh, We will talk to you then.